How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we have the pleasure of being joined by Ryan Staley, who is the founder and CEO of WhaleBoss, where he helps technology founders grow from $1 million to $30 million through the principles he used to achieve the same results. Personally, Ryan has taught over 800 CROs, VPs, and leaders his proprietary enterprise sales framework for startups and companies um, like Google, Amazon, Web Services, Stripe, Salesforce, Uber, et cetera, a bunch of others. Uh, Ryan uses AI tools in everything he does. So I'm super excited to have him on the show today. Welcome to the show today, Ryan. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I love uh, talking to a fellow AI enthusiast, if you will, if that's even a, a name and uh, looking forward to the episode, man. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Um, what I'd love to kind of kick this off with is tell us a little bit about your, your background, what brought you to doing what you're doing today? Yeah, no problem, man. So like uh, my entire history in terms of my work career was always on the revenue growth side. So okay. like it, that was always the focus specifically on sales. And so I had everything from like the earliest door to door sales jobs to basically a boiler room type environment where it was like making 250 cold calls a day. And then I progressed and moved up from like mid-market to enterprise as a rep, and then did the same thing as a leader. Uh, also had a couple exits. And effectively, one of the cool things I was able to do is help a company start a division from scratch with no resources, no marketing, no SDRs, and grow from zero to 30 million in ARR in five and a half years. And we only had four salespeople while we were doing it. So uh, it was a hell of a journey, did that, and amazing experience. And then what happened about three years ago, I left and started helping companies implement those principles into their business, right? So I've always, I mean, I spent my entire career like digging a deep well in terms of understanding that. And so that's when I effectively was an instructor at CRO school, which is chief revenue officer school, helped folks do that. And then more specifically over the last, I would say this kind of hit me. So I have a podcast as well called The Scale Up Show. And, and so I interview tech founders all the time on my show. And one of the things that happened was I had Chris Savage from Wistia. Do you know Chris at all? Yeah, I, I know Wistia. Okay. So anyways, they're about 50 million now, and they're they're basically like a, a video company, uh, video software effectively, right? For security and, and, and things like that, competitor to Vimeo. And so one of the things that he mentioned to me is like, hey, Ryan, he's like, have you heard of Dolly at all? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And this was in, I think, October, November of 22. Okay, okay. so right before ChatGPT got released. So I, I, the timeline's a little bit, I think ChatGPT was released in October, late October, early November. Anyways, so I checked it out with my daughter that weekend and we're like, oh, this is really cool. My son and we were playing with it, but you could tell it still kind of wasn't there, right? You yeah, type yeah. stuff and it, it kind of sucked, right? So what happened was that tipped me off and then ChatGPT got released. I started using it and I'm like, all right, here's going to be the ultimate test because there's like all this hype and everything about what it is and what it's capable of. And so I'm like, I'm going to test it on something that I know to be true from like decades of experience, right? Like 10,000 hours of experience, specifically selling to C-level executives. And so I asked it some very specific questions. I asked it one question, I should say. One question, not specific questions, one question. And it got like 90, 95% of the way there. Like, What was the question? This is a cliffhanger. Yeah, well, it was basically what I was trying to do is walk and crawl around inside the head 
of people that I sold to, right? Which mm -hmm. takes a lot of wisdom and experience to really understand. Like, so I asked them, I'm like, all right, identify, and this might be ex not exactly, but it works. So it's like, all right, act like you're the, let's say, CFO of a $30 million company. How, you know, what, what KPIs are you, what are the top five KPIs you're evaluated on, right? And then mm -hmm. basically, and I also incorporated like that it was a privately held company and it was in the tech vertical, right? So I gave it okay. a lot of context, okay. which I think was ahead of its time at that point. And so it gave very specific answers that I knew to be true just based on my experience. And then I followed it up and I did a whole chain on it where I was like, all right, now tell me the top five biggest challenges you have in hitting those, right? Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, I said, how does that emotionally affect you? And give me examples of how that emotionally affects you when you have those challenges. And I'm like, check, check, check. So, so that's what kind of got me going down the AI path. I've been obsessed with it ever since because I'm like, this is going to change everything. It scared the shit out of me, but also excited me at the same time. So I'm like, I could either lean out or lean in. And so I went all in and have just incorporated into everything I do and, and it's been awesome. That is amazing. And what a, yeah, what a, what a crazy way to kind of jump full tilt into all of this. So what I'd love to ask you, because I've got a bunch of questions around yeah. what you're using AI for and what you're doing, but like, just for, for those listening, like give us, and I know you kind of told a little bit about it with your story, but like, give us a rough overview of what whale boss does and, right. uh, and you know, like what, what problems that's solving for customers and, and that all of that. Yeah, no problem. So I can do that really quickly. Uh, cause I hate it when, when people give like, you know, 10 minute long explanations on their company <laughs> or whatever. So here's what I would say. There, there's really like kind of two core elements that I do is one, uh, I consult companies on implementing like how to effectively grow and implement systems to grow specifically for mid-market plus. So that's, mm -hmm. that could be, that could be through pipeline, you know, creating enough pipeline, enough customer opportunities that could be through referral led growth or creating a continuous expansion engine. Right. So that's on the consulting side. And what's kind of happened is because I've been really focused on the AI component, a lot of companies are asking me to help them implement AI into their business, right. Mm -hmm. Specifically for the revenue growth function. So I've started to do that as well. And it's funny, man. I, I even got asked by uh, a tech company. I'm not going to say who it is, um, but they're hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. They're supposed to be an AI sales tech company. And they're asking me for help on how to implement this with their people. So, um, so, so that's, what's interesting. Like that's how fast this is happening. And then the other side of it, which I just created recently is like, I see this as like, I think there's gonna be really big winners and losers in this. Right. Like, I don't think everybody's going to win. And like, I think many people are going to get blindsided and hit by like a truck or a train because they're so like, I, I mean, for example, there's a CEO, not a CEO, a president of a $350 million division that never heard of ChatGPT. And this was like a couple months ago. Right. Oh. So that's that's at the executive level. And now, granted, in the tech space, everybody's very familiar with it. Your audience is very familiar yeah, yeah. with it. Right. So what I did is I created what's called the Sales AI Accelerator. And so effectively what it is, it's for the sales professional, sales community, anybody integrated in sales, how can they effectively implement this within, I mean, it literally, I structured it so they could become a master of it, master it in only a couple hours, and uh -huh. then just do some monthly maintenance and be ahead of 99% while doing it 95% faster. So that's what I'm doing for the community because I feel like a lot of people are going to get blindsided. 
And there's also massive opportunities on the other side. So I don't want people to get fired. I want people to jump ahead and have that opportunity. So I'm doing that for basically effectively sales professionals. And then I'm now going to start providing it for sales leadership and executive leadership entrepreneurs as well. Super, super cool. I, I love that. I think that's so needed. Something I'd love to ask you about is, you know, like how are you currently leveraging chat GPT and AI to like help in some of those SaaS sales and kind of marketing growth functions? Like what are some of the use cases that you're seeing really successful? Yeah. So I think there's, I use it in everything I do, right? Like, cause I look at it as like, there's really five components that people can leverage it for. And it's, you use the acronym teams, right? Just remember mm-hmm. teams. So time, execution, acumen, money, and skills. Those are the kind of like the five, the big five that I see. Okay. And so, so personally, I'll do it, um, and I have it integrated. I would say I'm an AI first company. <clears throat> I have it everything from you know content creation to strategy to um, sales motions to uh, I mean, I, there's so many different use cases. Uh, that basically you could integrate in anything you do, graphics. Um, and so those are the areas that I, I think that I core focus on for what I do. You know what I mean? It all kind of depends yeah. on the company, but there's many different use cases depending on where you're at and what space you're in. And then what I would say is like, I don't just leverage chat GPT. I believe in a device, or I should say a, a, a language agnostic model, which most people mm-hmm. don't talk about. So effectively, what I've done is I've set up in my own internal prompt library that I have, right? And I've, mm-hmm. I've got it down to a point where I could type in one word and we give a massive prompt so that the instructions are super tight, no matter what platform I'm on, whether it's Claude, whether it's Bard, whether it's ChatGPT, right? And then effectively execute those in like a superhuman manner. So that's what I've implemented at my company. And uh, it's working really, really well. I mean, I come up with new ideas kind of every day on how I can leverage it. And so it's, it's just been a blast. So how about you, man? What do you use it for in your business? Um, yeah, well, I mean, for, so my main thing right now is I have a, a startup called AI, um, AI Box, and essentially it's a no-code AI app builder and marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we haven't launched yet. We're, we're currently building it. But the concept, and I mean, hearing you talk about this really kind of sparks some ideas in my mind, but the concept is really like there's a ton of people with, great AI um, prompts and use cases and also workflows, right? Like different tools you use. And so we're building a, a tool where you can essentially drag and drop and chain together multiple AI models, put in your own prompts and then kind of automate the workflow. So it's kind of like the glue layer and it automates a lot of those workflows that people do. Love using that. Their own prompts. And then if they want, they can go and stick that on our marketplace. Um, and then they get a royalty anytime someone uses their specific workflow or app or tool. Um, so that's kind of what we're building. But uh, yeah, I mean, hearing you talk about those those prompts that you've developed and how you put them on different models and stuff, I see that as being, uh, yeah, so that's, the, that's the way to go. So that's really cool. I'm curious, what are you currently using? Um, you know, you said you have like some sort of internal thing where you, you type in a keyword and it, it drops out the whole prompt. What are you using to like store your prompts or to kind of do that process? Yeah, right now, so I've partnered with a company called TextBlaze. So okay. Basically, it's uh, that's who I leveraged for that. Uh, I met the founder Dan, real real nice guy, former Google person, uh, Google employee, I should say. I think he was in product over there. So okay. really great tool to leverage that. There's other things that I think with the invention, not the invention, but the release of assistance that ChatGPT just released as well. I was literally using it the night it was released, 
And so looking into those and, and trying to understand those, that's going to be a whole different dynamic that's created for this entire space, in my opinion, for things like that as well, right? So totally. excited to see what's happening there and, and keep keep kind of chipping away at it. Yeah, totally. Okay, something I'd like to ask you about is, so I know you like kind of work in this whole growth function, helping companies grow and, and pulling in AI tools. What do you think is some of the lowest hanging fruit, something that people are not doing right now, but they should be? Yeah. So here's what I would say. I mean, that's a great question too. And it, it all depends on the role, right? So the most common thing that I hear are people are like, oh yeah, I played with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, which is like, I mean, do you hear that all the time? That's like the most common when you ask people like, oh, are you using, like, how are you using AI? And they're like, oh, I've played with it a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you hear as well? Like kind of the same. Oh yeah, for sure. When I hear I played with it, I'm like, no, like you, you, like you got it to write you like a poem or like a birthday card, but you like, you didn't realize it can write your entire like work summary. It can summarize anything you need. It, it can like do your work for you. So yeah, yeah. so here's here's what I would say, and I'll give you a quick example, uh, because most people don't know what's possible. So that's why they don't use it. So I'll give like an example of, of what used to take eight hours to do that I did in 20 minutes. And then I'll give you like a tactical example of someone who's in that situation, like could start leveling up like instantly, yeah, cool. right? So they have something tactical to take away from the episode. So I think, so one of the things I did is like, I was a former sales leader. So I'm like, all right, how can I create a sale, entire sales work in, in as fast as possible? And it was funny because I was on my way, uh, went to Turks and Caicos this year, which was awesome, beautiful place. And I was on the plane. I had some time to kill and I had internet access. I'm like, screw it. Like I have like 20 minutes before I land. Let me see if I could make this happen. So I'm like, let me just see if I can create a, a sales org right before I land, right? So yeah. I did that and I'm like, all right, I gave it instructions in terms of like what the outcome I wanted was in terms of revenue, number of reps, as well as the goal, right? And so mm -hmm. I gave it that prompt and I'm like, build, you know, basically a, a like a structure of KPIs of what I would need to do to hit that, right? So that was like level one. Then I said, okay, cool. I had to refine it a little bit. Then I said, all right, give me as a next step, give me uh, basically a comp plan for that team uh, that would motivate them. And I want, you know, 80% of my team to hit quota, 20%, you know, to be chasing, right? And so it, it built a comp plan. Then I said, okay, build a management operating system, right? So like how to manage them on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, built that. And you yeah. give me a tech stack and then give me a job description. So it did all that in like less than 20 minutes, right? So that's what's possible, at least from a leadership perspective. Now, how to tactically implement that if you're just playing with it, which is the most common analogy that I've heard of. And maybe a lot of your listeners are more advanced than that, which we could talk to. But for, for folks that are early stage is what I, the simplest way to master this or get really good at it is um, start integrating it. Instead of using Google, just use ChatGPT instead for questions that you have, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Would, start, I would start that as like one, cause that's like so simple. Anybody could do it and it's a very easy way to immerse it. And then you'll, you'll start seeing responses. Right. So that's step one. Step two. Uh, the other thing that I would do is look at like your most annoying task that you have to do on a, on a weekly basis and just try using it through chat GPT versus manually doing it. Like those are the two most simplest things I could say to get you started. And, and the if more you do, if you do your most annoying task through ChatGPT, you will be hooked and never be able to get off yeah. of it because, dude, I'm telling you, like, I have things that I literally have, uh, 
like a prompt in my on ChatGPT that is open every day on my computer because it's just something I have to do all the time. And I have like you can edit a prompt and like run it again, you know. And I have like edited this prompt, I think like over 400 times and got it to like run the same thing. I just like, it's it's uh, writing descriptions for my podcasts. Okay. Like, yeah. So like coming up with a description for it is like, I don't want to just sit there and manually do it. I put the title in and it just writes like a little short description. It's mostly for SEO and stuff. But, um, and of course I use it for like a hundred other things, but like that one is just funny to me yeah. every time I use it and it's like. 401, 402, 403. <laughs> like I just have used the crap out of that. But yeah, I, I think that's absolutely spot on. Okay, because you're in sales and, and kind of looking at this whole sales landscape, I have to ask you, um, where do you think AI goes in in kind of the sales function? So I, I'm assuming if you've seen something like Air AI where it's essentially, uh, you know, it was like a sale, It's they have this demo. Have you seen the, the Air AI yeah, I've demo? Seen it. I've seen it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think this goes? Do you think we eventually like create AI sales salespeople that go out and are selling everything for us in our organization? What you know? How do you how do you see this going in the future? Yeah, well, and that's part of what I'm doing. What I'm doing, I see, I see the bottom third of salespeople getting axed, basically, mm -hmm. or replaced. Which mm -hmm. sounds extreme, but like if you look at if you look at the leading indicators right now, it's effectively you are having buyers that say 70% of them don't want to talk to a salespeople. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's, and that's because most, there's a lot of them that suck. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Um, that's part of it. There's sales folks that are amazing as well. Right. And they enhance the experience versus detract from it. And so I think what we're going to see is like the lower end of the dollar spend is going to be automated as much as possible because mm. it's easier for people to say yes to that. Once you start crawling up multiple levels in terms of like the the annual contract value of, of what people are spending, they want to talk to a person. They want that consultation. That's part of it. The other part of it is you have to integrate working across, you know, eight, 10 14 different people to make a decision. And there's a lot involved with that. And I'm not saying AI can't get to that point where it eventually helps. However, like, I think it's, it's going to start at the bottom and take a lot of people out. Like, for example, let's talk about the SDR role. Like there's so many companies that are trying to create agents to mm -hmm. automate the SDR function. There's companies I've worked with. So tell, tell us what the SDR function yeah, is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, sales development representative. So all okay. they're responsible for is you either, uh, effectively qualifying and converting them into appointments, either over email, social, or phone, right? Okay. Or they're outbound calling people at the same time, trying to secure appointments. And so okay. folks have created agents, like basically, which is what ChatGPT is moving towards with their new dev con uh, conference release that they just had, mm -hmm. where basically it's autonomous people, autonomous AIs, I should say, they could act like people and do a, a bunch of different roles and tasks and coordinated effort. And yeah. so I think those roles are going to get smoked because I've even have SaaS CEOs say to me, like, I can't wait till I could automate that person. Right. Yeah. So as soon as the tech gets there, it's going to happen just based yeah. on. That. Yeah. I, so here's an interesting antidote, but like I went to an AI conference earlier this year and it was like kind of like the head of AI at all, like the Fortune 500 companies is called AI Fours in Las Vegas. And like that's kind of who like showed up to it. And they had this thing that like everyone kind of said, um, which is you won't get replaced by AI. You'll get replaced by someone with AI. And they all kind of like clung to this mantra, like, don't worry, if you learn how to use AI tools, 
you won't get replaced. And I think for some of the high level people, like that is it. But I think for a lot of people and a lot of job functions, like they will get replaced by AI. There is big disruption coming there, whether you know how to use AI or not. Like, um, and so I think like understanding that, being okay with that, learning how to pivot, learning what new skills you need, learning like what to do in your career, I think is great. But like, I do think it's important to understand people will be replaced by this technology because it's viable, it's cheaper, and sometimes it can be more effective than, than the worst end. But like, I'm sure your perspective is, um, you know, you could, you could replace like the bottom 30% of salespeople, maybe, especially like the lower ticket items. But like an AI is not going to the golf course with a CEO playing around and becoming their buddy to make sure that like you're super aligned on this business deal and it's going to happen. Like, like there's, there's things that a salesperson can do. Um, the high ticket stuff, the, the really intricate stuff, like there's stuff that AI is not going to be able to disrupt because you really need, I feel like the human connection on a lot of it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would totally agree with you. So I think, um, I think there's, I think there are jobs that you will get replaced with people who are using AI that, that are not right. So that's part of it. Sure. But the, the other part that's saying you're not going to get replaced, that's a hundred percent, like a thousand percent bullshit. So I yeah. totally agree with you. That's coming from companies that make AI software. They don't want to disenfranchise, you know, the customer base. And like, here's yeah. the thing, like I'm really blunt and straight to the point. So like there's, there's software that I'm sure I'll be working on related to what I'm doing as well. Uh, AI related. And, but like, let's just be honest, like, let's not like try and feed people a line of shit. Like, it's so true that it's going to happen. It's already starting to happen. Like you're seeing it with the layoffs. Um, And so, so there's that point. And then um, what was the other point you just mentioned? I'm sorry. I blacked out. The, the, the going, going to the golf course. Oh yeah. Yeah. So a good analogy that I would say like for that, it's like, look what happened during COVID, right? Like everybody was like all in on like, oh, we could all be remote employees. Like we never need to go in the office, right? And then look what happened. Productivity like took a dump, right? Like went in the drain with people because some folks are working and some folks aren't, right? And so what you're seeing is a clawback of companies saying, okay, we now expect you back in the office because it literally is not the same experience. And I, there's pluses and minuses to both roles, right? I don't think anybody should be in the office every single day of the week. I think that's, that's terrible. However, there, there is so much more and they've even done studies that neurologically with like your neural pathways light up way more when you're in person with someone versus over zoom. Right. So Mm. I look at AI kind of being the same way. People are going to try and automate the hell out of everything that they can and leverage it. Mm -hmm. There's going to be, it's going to work to an extent. And then there's going to be some pullback of people like wanting that inhuman connection and touch like what you're talking about. So I I just came up with a theory while you were saying this. And that is that we're going to try to automate everything like crazy and we're going to create these AI systems. But when you automate and you create an AI system that automates like a whole job or like function, you're, you have one person and you have their vision. Well, they build out that automation and then it goes and it does their vision. But what it isn't doing is constantly like giving itself feedback and learning. It's just like following the vision, which is what the person wanted. But I think maybe that is some of the value to like a human doing something is it's like, I mean, of course, you can have a human that does the exact same thing. They get the vision from their boss. They just like do it and they don't ask questions. But if you have a like the companies that will win are the companies that even if they have automation tools in place, they have a person that's constantly reevaluating the outputs and, uh, you know, the sales calls and, and whatever and constantly improving. But they have a person 
with their brain, or maybe like some sort of AI can have this function as well, but there needs to be an element of like constant reevaluation and improving. And I think that might be the trap that uh, people will fall into that are like automate everything. They're going to have one person's vision to go automate it, but it's not going to continuously improve. So the next guy can just see what they're doing and be like, okay, here's five ways to make it better. And now he's the winner because his product or sales team or whatever will be better. Yeah. I, it, at the element, we're all humans, right? And by human nature, and like I've seen this with my team, like just verbally talking and showing appreciation from person to person just does wonders, right? Which is totally outside of it. So there, I, I think amazing things are on the horizon, but yeah, there's at, at the same time, there's, there's the other side of it, right? Where we got to remember to be, to be real people with each other and still connect in that way. So totally. Hey, Ryan, as we're wrapping up the show today, I would uh, love to ask you for one piece of advice you feel like you could give to people that are um, salespeople or anyone that are looking at integrating AI into their, into their workflows, into what they're doing, or, you know, uh, leaders at organizations, like people looking at and put, using these AI tools, what's a piece of advice you feel like you could give them? Yeah. So one of the most well-respected AI researchers named Yoshio Bengio, who basically was floored because what's called the Turing test, where you it basically checks to see if you could tell it's a human being that's on the other side of it versus an AI. It was passed way earlier than he anticipated, right? Way faster. That's he was one of the people that was all about the pause, right? Starting the six month pause so we can kind of catch up with it regulatory wise and, mm-hmm. and do that. And the reason why I'm sharing that story is because he's been in, involved in the AI world, I think for 20 years. And he was scared with how fast this is progressing. Even Satya over at Microsoft basically effectively said we, we had eight years of innovation in four months, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's two outcomes of that. One, there's gonna be massive disruption um, and two, there's going to be massive opportunity. And so what I would do is shake anybody that's listening. If you haven't fully tried to integrate this into everything that you do at work is like, obviously there is, there's no better time to start than, you know, five months ago or 10 months ago, but like start today. And like I said, I would like, for, if we're talking sales, uh, just think of like either there's two kind of ways you could think of it. Either one, what takes up most of my time that's repetitive or what takes up most of my time uh, strategically that you're thinking of, right? And leverage AI and see what happens, okay? Because either you're going to save a ton of time or you're going to exponentially increase your thought pattern, right? So I would kind of apply those two areas if we're looking at this to start to get you down that path because what's going to happen is these are just going to stack and as you use it more, you're going to come up with more ideas on how to leverage it and make your life simpler and better. And so like, that's the number one piece of advice that I would give to anybody who's listening right now. I love that. I think that is killer advice. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show today, sharing your insights. This has been phenomenal. Um, yeah, if, man. if listeners want to get in contact with you, learn more about Whale Boss, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So uh, effectively, I post content on LinkedIn like every day right? Multiple right. times a day. And I share cheat codes, tips, all that stuff. Uh, I, I think that's the number one way to kind of get into my ecosystem. At the same time, you know, you could sign up there for my sales AI accelerator and check that out where I, I basically give nine free cheat codes, tips, and tools on how to implement all this stuff that took me nine months to learn and figure out. So uh, so those are the two best ways. Maybe we can include it in the show notes so people could yeah. 
check it out. But uh, those are the best ways, man. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been phenomenal to the listener. I'll in the show notes, I'll leave the uh, the a link to his LinkedIn. You can go follow him and figure out everything that he is currently working on. Um, to the listener, thank you so much for tuning in to the AI Chat Podcast. Make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for checking out the Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.